You're listening to episode one of Loved by the Water by Mike and Christy. In this first episode, what I'm hoping to accomplish is an overview of what we're trying to accomplish Mm. in doing this project. So we'll share a little bit about ourselves. Maybe an introduction. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll discuss live what we hope to accomplish together. Perfect. Because usually people work these things out like behind the scenes. Right. And you get this like polished kind of like uh, agenda. Okay. But that's kind of, that's not how we roll. No, it's not. So why don't you introduce yourself? Well, I also just remembered, as I was saying the opening line, uh, do you remember that guy in Pittsburgh when we toured with um, Ross Ben and company? Yes. And some guy stopped us as we were getting in our car, and we just had, like, polite introductions. Mm-hmm. And one of us said, oh, I'm Mike, and this is Christy. And what did he say? <laughs> the guy was like, you guys got a podcast? And we were like, surprisingly, no. And so what do we have now? Mike and Christy podcast. We need to find that gentleman. And let him know that he is a prophet. That he is a prophet. Well, it's ironic because you do so much podcasting. And I have experience with speaking Mm -hmm. and voice Mm -hmm. and teaching and in my earlier days, I did a lot of on-air stuff and so it's taken us a year to to do this yes it has so we still haven't described what what this is well i think we have a year's worth of material now because what this is uh it's um it's kind of like we've been talking in other places about taking layers off. Okay. I hope we'll talk about what we both love talking about on a daily basis, which is Tantra, astrology, and the inner complexities of being me, the inner complexities of being you, and then what it takes for us to be us together. Mm. And something that comes up often is you ask me, well, what's the definition of love? Mm-hmm. And we're calling this podcast Loved by the Water. Mm-hmm. So I think we should definitely bring everyone into our functioning definition of love. Okay. And then maybe we should share about our relationship with the water. Okay. And how we are loved by the water and how then there's a lot of complexity in Love, creativity, desire, intimacy. Mm-hmm. Intimacy. I think that's a intimacy. That that's a that's a key word in what this is going to be about. Yeah. Um, you you said you mentioned a moment ago about removing layers mm-hmm. and you and you also said uh, before that that I have a lot of experience being on mm, podcasts. Right, right. But what I don't think I have a lot of experience 
and being on podcasts is necessarily removing layers. Mm. Um, and so, to me, mm-hmm. what I'm hoping to accomplish, mm-hmm. I feel that I was thrown into this water in a way. <laughs> Who threw you in? You hate being thrown in water. You're absolutely right. Um, but where I'm going with this is, is, um, is this idea of if what we're talking about is removing layers and intimacy and mm-hmm. maybe showing a little bit more about behind the scenes of us mm-hmm. and of you as an individual, me as an individual, like mm-hmm. this is going to be an opportunity um, to perhaps for me show a different side. Mm. Um, not so much for like, um, uh, what, what's the word? Not a voyeur, the opposite, exhibitionist. Not, mm. not, not... <clears throat> Not from a motivation. Not as an exhibit. Not yeah, like I, I, I don't feel like I want to I'm doing this from a motivation of emotional exhibitionism. Mm, yeah. Like uh because but it's more so I think um as much of what I've been talking about over the past really the past year and a half is how I have been changing in terms of how I've been meeting life. Mm-hmm. And a big part of how I have changed in this past year is the influence of you within my life. And this will be an opportunity for me to discuss the the invert not the the reciprocal, the opposite or mm-hmm. the hidden side of what I've described in other podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I've described my outer life and how it's changed Uh, and perhaps philosophies. And this is going to be a little bit more of my inner life and how it's changed because the two are related. Which is a really beautiful, we can bring in the the metaphor of the the starboard and astrology. Okay. Um, When you do natural astrology, you have you take into account the visible sky mm-hmm. and then the hidden sky mm-hmm. and together you have the whole sky the mm-hmm. sky that you can't see because you're not on the other side of the earth mm-hmm. and then the sky that you can see because of where you stand which is a great metaphor for our like us like if there's a little version of you that stands inside of yourself mm-hmm. you can kind of like look up and you can see maybe the inner workings of your mind but, you know, let's say you're in a fixed position, you can't necessarily, well, you can always turn around. But if, if you are a planetary body, gosh, that visual just got really confusing. I mean, let's just say that there are window panes of the house that is us that we need other people to help us see through. Mm-hmm. And then there are window panes on the house that really no one can see through Mm -hmm. and only life itself and the force behind life the mystery Mm -hmm. can can help show us and guide the way okay into that so um let's bring this back to what we said a couple moments ago about the link between astrology Mm -hmm. 
and the even the words love by the water and what oh, that sure. means yeah. and like what, what what and those definitions and those definitions what you always you always have a i mean throughout the year that we've been together mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so as an introduction to to us mm-hmm. we've been together for a year a little over a year mm-hmm. um we both have children mm-hmm. we we decided that maybe we didn't we could skip the dating phase and i mean we didn't really right it moved fast but it was intentional it wasn't like we got caught up in a storm it's like it was we with awareness and intention we decided to move in together to do daily life together to become intimate very quickly right yes and so it's yeah i mean i guess we make a good exhibit in a way mm-hmm. for um we kind of put ourselves in like a boot camp crash course of being in a ship of mm-hmm. relating relationship mm-hmm. and being in also for us mm-hmm. um something that's important to us is a sacred union mm-hmm. um which is like bring you know we have a very specific spiritual meaning to our intimacy um and that boot camp kind of one year there were many opportunities for well what's your operational definition of love mm-hmm. that came that's come up several times mm-hmm. and you have an unwavering operational definition of love mm-hmm. and i'm i would i should just write it down and put it on a post-it note somewhere because mm-hmm. i I don't think I could ever remember it it. the way you say it. Would you like me to repeat it? Yeah. (laughs) Love. And so um, I've thought a lot about this because Mm -hmm. uh, I'll give a little bit of a little bit of backdrop. This is a definition I've used for a while because the word love is it's charged. Mm -hmm. Um, It's ubiquitous. It's used Mm -hmm. all the time. And I think most people use it in this paradoxical way. Like they think they're being specific with their use of the word love, but if you ask them what it means, they can't define it. Sure. And so I wanted a definition I could define, um, which it was also a definition which was, which almost met all, which met all the scenarios. Uh Like, being without contradiction to me mm-hmm. is a, a, a um, is an important guidepost. Okay. And that gets complex because I love paradox because there's a difference between paradox and, compl- right. and contradiction, but that's another conversation. So, um, so love. Um, I define love as being the force that holds together all of the seemingly individual parts. All of the seemingly individual parts. Or the separate parts, yes. So um, when I say that, what it means to me, because these words are very very thoughtful, Mm -hmm. I've been thoughtful Mm -hmm. with it, Mm -hmm. is it originates from an overall worldview 
a holistic worldview, right. meaning that everything, like when you mm -hmm. boil up everything, it's part of one unified whole. There's, Even the paradox. Yes, there is nothing which is separate from it. You can't say this is the whole except for this one part. Yeah. This part's not it. If yeah. it exists in thought and that, it has yeah. to be part of it. And so it's real easy to focus on, you know, how we're, how things are individualized. Right. Um, but always for me having in the back of the mind that everything at some level is all unified mm -hmm. and whatever holds that unification together that's what love is yeah and that, so that, that can force that force or glue or space in between what, it's all of the yeah, and so yeah. like it's a nebulous definition because right. it meets all of those descriptions it can maybe meet romantic love it can meet mm -hmm. like uh, like just all, but, but yeah. it, it ultimately is about holism mm -hmm. and it's uh, as opposed to being separate. And so that's what, what, so and, love is always there. Too. Love is always there too. Even when you think it's not correct because, and the, that, so I said a share this on a post-it note because I've adopted, I've been adopting Mm -hmm. that as a baseline definition of love for a year okay um because your definition the words that you choose meet the ethos for me of love mm -hmm. and what i believe and feel love to be um i never quite put such a solid definition to it and uh but one of the one of the things that i do believe is that even when well, hold on. Let me back up. I desire and have strived to live inside of myself and with others outside cultural definitions of love, mm -hmm. conditional definitions of love. Um, even like when I have hard or difficult feelings and or parts of myself that I have a hard time accepting mm -hmm. or ways I express myself that aren't perfect. Like love is still there. Mm -hmm. Love is still in me. Love is still operating. Do I sometimes need to scrub something that I'm saying mm -hmm. or do I sometimes need to refine um, an energy in me? Yes. But that doesn't mean that love isn't there. Mm -hmm. Right? It's just like, how how we how we allow love to move and flow mm -hmm. and how we allow it to manifest um, can look like all different things but at the very bottom at the very base if you can get to it mm -hmm. and that's one of the definitions I love about the word radical mm -hmm. is getting to the root if you can get to the root of it love is there mm -hmm. Because it's everywhere. Right. It's air. In Tantra, mm -hmm. the, the heart or, mm -hmm. or love is air. Mm -hmm. And all you, um, someone once said, think about it in terms of like, all you got to do is crack the window open. Like even the windows in this room that we're in, the ones that have been cracked open that are not painted shut, mm -hmm. air is getting in. Like mm -hmm. it's just leaking in, mm -hmm. but it's getting in. So, with that, does, do you want to say anything more about your definition of love? 
or our definition of love because it's going to be the it's the foundation mm-hmm. for this podcast. Right. It's the first word right. of, of the podcast right. show. Well, maybe I, I want to add something as it relates to the definition and the, uh, the, the projection or the direction of this project we're doing. Mm. Um, one of the things which, which I'm inspired by you, mm. and I learned by you, is like I can say the reason why I think I have a good definition of it is because if I don't have a good like I need something to to ground my feet on because mm-hmm. just because I define it mm-hmm. and just because I do have a holistic attitude or perspective of reality, it's very easy for me to want to push aside the things I don't like mm-hmm. right <laughs> and and this idea and this and this kind of goes back to the comment I said a little bit earlier when I said I feel like I've been thrown into the water and you're like you can't stand <laughs> being thrown into the water you're like you're absolutely right I can't stand to be thrown into the water and this that has to do with this but idea that's love too yes oh sorry I stole but, your thunder <laughs> but 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 that's what so you said what do you want to go back mm-hmm. to what this love is like like this this conversation which we're doing here you know Again, it's not necessarily uh, emotional. Um, uh, what's the e word? Emotion. No, the Energy? no. I was saying I, not not voyeurism. Uh, Ex- exhibitionism. Exhibitionism. Yeah, I'm not trying to be this emotional. Ex- mm. ex- um, ex- exhibit. Ex- exhibit. But there seems to be a value, I think, maybe for both audience and for myself mm. and what it comes to and what I've learned in this year and this like loved by the water because the water has multiple levels yeah, is yeah, this yeah. idea of the discomfort of all of the things which I'm like, I don't want this to be part of my experience, whether mm-hmm. it's like, as you were saying before, like that internal, like how we see ourselves or whether it's with life in general it's like no it's all love and love is the force that holds all of the seemingly separate pieces together so don't deny love yes and so like well what what does that look like right and sometimes for me like well what it requires to be able to see that force in action is the ability to see it from a different perspective a higher perspective Mm -hmm. like you know and sometimes time is what gives you that perspective like the the lag between events but that to me is going to be like part of this exploration is discomfort, but still, you know, like finding that love, the force that holds it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so many pieces. I just want to say that an, uh, other key words that we know already are going to be coming up are desire, mm-hmm. true desire, which is something that someone asked us on one of our Telegram groups is, they asked you to do. They asked you to do a YouTube video on true desire because you mentioned a thousand years of longing in one, okay. of, in one of your things. Right. So I think desire, and we're reading the book Desire. Okay. Which is like kind of uh, an older classic text on tantra. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that will be coming up a lot. Mm-hmm. Creativity. Mm-hmm. We're both creative, kind of like content makers or artists 
-hmm. in different ways and intimacy, Mm -hmm. obviously. And I think, I think anyone could do this. Um, We're not, we're hoping not to be exhibitionists. However, and I'll speak for myself, I think we lack real grounded role models in our communities, um, role models for how to do intimacy, Mm -hmm. how to manage desire, Mm -hmm. how to allow creativity to flow between two people Mm -hmm. who are doing day-to-day life together intimately. Um, And so we maybe make for good exhibits Mm -hmm. because we have been willing to throw ourselves into the water, mm-hmm. <laughs> into the mystery, and flow with it, mm-hmm. and and use love as an anchor, mm-hmm. um, and keep coming back to, at the end of the day, ourselves. You come back to you, and I come back to me, and we honor that third being mm-hmm. that you and I are constantly creating and right. co-creating. And that's, when we do composite readings, that's how we describe a couple's astrology t- to to them Mm -hmm. the synastry is like okay here's your birth planets and here's your birth planets and here's the relationship between them Mm -hmm. and then the composite we always describe to the couple that the composite is special because you're acknowledging and you're stepping into the co-creation or at least the awareness Mm -hmm. that there is the potential to co-create a third being Mm -hmm. which is the average of your planets so it's one location it's not right it's not two locations relating to one another so i mean you know astrology aside we can throw that out the window for a minute like you and i can orient to each other and be like this is how your stuff affects me and this is how my stuff affects you and this is how we trigger each other and this is how we complement each other um but then i also believe and i think you do too this is one of the powerful forces that uh, one of the powerful values or principles that has kept us um, flowing is this idea that there is a third entity mm-hmm. that is a composite um, co-creation of, I don't know, I don't know where it sits. It's like over us, around us, between us. Um, and so probably we'll talk a little bit about that in future episodes. Right. Um, ooh, how, how far down a trail have I gone without... Um, I, so, I, yeah, I wanted to hit the exhibit button as well and just point out that we're not doing this because we think that we're doing it right. We're doing this because we're willing to be vulnerable, transparent, and... We long for there to be real uh, models, mm. and possibly the this podcast. One of the accomplishments, maybe in the end, will have somewhat of a a process developing, mm-hmm. like a process that people can follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they navigate union, as they right. navigate sacred union, as they navigate union with themselves. Right. Um, 
hopefully it'll be a, a podcast full of episodes that's like tools and that's going to be like a great big toolkit right like right. a list of power tools for drilling into oneself and um into because we need more of this right like we need more humans relating functionally mm. together um I, i'm there's no shame or judgment on dysfunction but there's plenty of dysfunction <laughs> right and so just having some balance of functional intimacy functional community uh, you can't really have healthy community if you don't have healthy like inside relationship with yourself right or healthy one-on-one -on -one, um, pillars go ahead so um the first thing I want to I want to comment on from what you just said is the idea that the first relationship is is the primor is 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 the most important one and you're you're absolutely right that so much of the other type of podcasting which I like to do is more culturally critical mm -hmm. And that's an easier thing to do. It's an easier thing to do. So like the internal, like the, the more personal, this is more personal. Um, but all of that cultural stuff is like a rolling up of all of the individual stuff. And, mm. and yes, the culture is sick. And that is, you know, as human beings... Uh, particularly in our earlier earliest stages, we learn by role modeling. Yeah, like that's how right. everything is. Like we are a role modeling yeah. so species we or just beings. Have a bunch of sick models. <laughs> which yeah. is why it replicates itself. I mean, that, yeah. and so what you're saying is like by what we're trying to accomplish right here is by adding a new, something new in the mix. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, by recognizing this is how it is uh, as a, a sick culture paradigm. Yeah. And, and then adding a new frequency, a new variable mm -hmm. into it. And, or at least an additional one. Yeah. And yeah. what that is to me is it's, it's both, it's authentic it is um, transparent mm -hmm. um, and it's 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 perfect in that mm -hmm. as opposed to perfect in expression perfect yeah. in in like what it is is what it is uh, I think and it meets people and people learn in different ways right people receive the frequency being broadcasted by models in different ways some people right see tv shows and they're like right. oh there's a model some people right. see uh, couples in their church or community more live action right. some people learn through listening mm -hmm. and hearing hearing frequencies mm -hmm. um so i think that we're we're kind of adding oh and then there's programs right some mm -hmm. people learn by getting a book and doing mm -hmm. worksheets some people learn by getting on a program and joining right. like community groups and discussions and I, it seems to be in the last 10 to 15 years, podcasts are just like this huge industry. Um, and it, it seems to be, I'm not a podcast listener, but it seems to be that people can really get a lot. Mm -hmm. They can really get a huge energetic shift in their being by putting that 
frequency in their ear hole, mm-hmm. right, with their earbud, and hearing how are these people talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And even though, you know, like oh, Allison McDowell, is that her mm-hmm. name? She does say that there's something lost in the transmission of screens and like technology, and there is something lost. But I don't think we'll ever get back to without meeting people where they're at Mm -hmm. and then and building upon that and and allowing technology to be a transmitter a broadcaster of this frequency yeah well that's what makes podcasting such a unique medium as opposed to like youtube podcasting is immensely intimate right you're putting it like people's frequencies you're not watching it like something else does happen so there's something i like podcasting in my opinion is an antithesis mm. of all of the immersive VR sort of yes in like your eyeball the, holes. The, yeah in your in your pupil hole yeah <laughs> you've got pupil hole ear hole right um, I I wanna is is there more no go ahead so where I was going you know where I was trying to get to with with that statement was a moment ago was there's also something like which I think we're figuring out. I mean, I can speak more so for me. Um, and I've seen, I've seen a lot of the relationship stuff. Like that's much more of your background than mm-hmm. my background. And my experience seeing a lot of the relationship experts. Retreats, programs, blah, blah, like, blah. Like it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, a, it's, and, yeah. and it's like there's layers to it. Yeah. And it's like, and what I mean by layers, like not like complexity, like it's not real. Right. It's like, like part of the brand yeah. of the relationship is like, look how perfect we are. Or sexy. Or right, like right. Ex- exactly. <laughs> and, um, you know, not to go too far down the, the composite astrology um, piece. And, and I think that's a really, really nice way to... A composite chart is a nice way to be able to understand one's relationship because it allows you in a way to externalize it in a bit so it doesn't feel so personal. Like Mm -hmm. there are many, many ways which we, you and I are very different in our approaches Mm -hmm. to life. And I've said this many times, is like, uh, we would not, we would not be able to make this work if it was a less mature version of me. <laughs> um, and, and because I've had more experience, mm-hmm. just life experience, you know, since like the version of me where I'm saying the mm-hmm. last version. Should like, we disclose our ages at this point? Go right ahead. I'm 36. I'm 51. Uh-huh. I'm 51. One of us is infinitely more mature than the other. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> continue with what you were saying um and so what i think is going to what is going to be interesting in the course of this 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 experiment we're doing Mm -hmm. on podcasting is a recognition like uh all relationships like have like a have a friction Mm -hmm. like that's part of it Mm -hmm. and there are parts of just like our general approaches in life Mm -hmm. like where we have a lot of friction Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. 
but then going back to like what holds like the friction mm -hmm. is when it's real easy to realize like mm -hmm. this is how separate mm -hmm. it's friggin different mm -hmm. i like it same like you know i feel more comfortable where it's the same mm -hmm. and then going back to this thing which is like well what is the force that holds the seemingly separate together mm -hmm. and exploring that mm -hmm. And feeling that in yourself first and foremost. Right, right, right. Okay, yes. So that's where this began. Is like recognizing that that within um, within ourselves. Like mm -hmm. that, as I said, you know, the the most important. All relationships begin with the first relationship, and mm -hmm. that first relationship is one is you with yourself. Mm -hmm. And then we. This is just you know how human beings work in relationship. Is that we easily act out and project, mm -hmm. you know, onto our partner. Mm -hmm. And so this thing that we're doing both in our lives together and then also within, mm -hmm. within this, this podcast experience is an exploration of, of relationship with self individually yeah. and then how that ties into each other. Yeah. Um, with a um, a relatively high degree of awareness. Mm -hmm. I mean, that doesn't mean we don't get lost in ourselves or in, in the moment, but the ability to come back and like, mm -hmm. you know, to look at something as it is. Mm -hmm. um, what was the thing I said the other day? Acknowledge, honor, accept, and then gratitude. Okay. As these like four stages of, so kind of tying, tying and like weaving what you're saying here is like coming back to the self. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, okay, if I'm in conflict with my partner, there's obviously an aspect of myself that I'm not loving. Mm -hmm. Love is there, mm -hmm. but I am purposefully and intentionally creating a separation. Right. That is false mm -hmm. because that separation isn't even real. Love is real. Right. And so I'm expending a lot of energy to keep this false separation held up in myself. Mm -hmm. And now I'm seeing how that frustrating kind of like misuse of energy mm -hmm. um, is impacting this person I'm in intimate daily contact with, mm -hmm. right? Because it's now showing up as friction there and it's causing me a lot of energy to try to uphold mm -hmm. this false separation. And so coming back first to self and saying like, all right, where do I need to flow? Mm -hmm. And I want to bring this to loved by the water. Um, this is my kind of long transition to say that. Um, and one of the ways you know, here's like a, a little bite-sized version of something we could potentially spend a whole episode on is, um, and I think our intention is in future episodes is to take concepts and discuss them mm -hmm. and or to take concepts plus our personal stories, mm -hmm. like disclosing how we handled something mm -hmm. without airing our dirty laundry. <laughs> maybe you like that um so this this all right what do i need to acknowledge in myself how do i honor that piece mm -hmm. of myself right like there's a reason why i created the separation there's a reason why i'm expending so much energy to hold up this illusion mm -hmm. that love is not here 
mm-hmm. that this part of myself is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. All right, so what needs acknowledged? Where, where and how do I honor? Mm-hmm. And then what will it take for me to accept and bring in love, like love and acceptance, mm-hmm. and let down that immense amount of energy I'm using to hold a separation mm-hmm. and a push against that peace. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge, honor, accept, and then, and this is the one I find the most powerfully transformational and the hardest to get to, is being grateful. Because that restores the expenditure of energy that one put up maybe for 50 years of their life to hold that piece of themselves separate. I'm just saying 50 years is more than 36. (laughs) Although I could have an even higher barrier in myself where I'm like, oh, you just looked at me like, yeah, you do, baby. (laughs) Whatever. Expenditure of energy isn't there. It's not for not. We're talking about not today. Um, gratitude says mm-hmm. thank you to that separation thank you to all the years of protection whether it was illusion or not mm-hmm. it, you know recovering that by mm-hmm. way of gratitude mm-hmm. and then also having gratitude so having gratitude for the illusion of separation mm-hmm. and then having gratitude in the homecoming of some aspect of self mm-hmm. um, so anyways that's just a, a bite can I add to that? Please. Um, so I, I briefly mentioned a concept a little while ago about the difference between contradiction and paradox. Mm, mm-hmm. and Great for like Tantra. And that's what, like, what I hear when you, when you say that and, and, and it provides some, some clarity. So uh, in the in the I see in the general example which you just brought up uh, saying like there's uh, obviously a part within oneself or like which I don't love mm-hmm. so using our definition like I don't love is me saying like well that's that's outside of the force of which makes right, me me like right. if I love that like like this is one of the reasons why I came up with the definition mm-hmm. because I got re I became frustrated hearing this type of talk from people of mm. like you've got to love yourself mm. and I'm like what does that mean that's not no fucking bubble bath it's no it's no bubble <laughs> bath and then and like like boiling it down I'm like well what it means is like that's part of me Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is one of the things which you talk about so well is like, you know, like just because it's not comfortable or it's not pretty or what have you, it's still freaking part of you. Mm-hmm. And it's got it. And so like that, that whole sort of thing mm-hmm. of the love of going back to the love within, you know, the part of a part of oneself, mm-hmm. which, you know, they, they, they would prefer not to think that that's within them. Right. And then this is where like this this contradiction versus paradox is like the contradiction is like by believing that I don't I don't want this to be part of me, but mm-hmm. it is. That's mm-hmm. a contradiction. How can you say I don't want this mm-hmm. to be part of me when it clearly is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the paradox is where you find is the gratitude, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the paradox is like guess what the thing that you don't want to be part of you. Mm-hmm 
actually, if you can like embrace it and realize like what this part of you, like what it does for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like on at least the first level for everyone of whatever it is that they might not like is going to yeah. like have some degree of humility. Like that's mm-hmm. the first thing. But then there's always going to be higher and more refined sort of things. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's something that comes with that. So, so that process, like that is a process of returning yeah. within oneself and then with each other. I think um, I just wanted to, I just want to bring it back to like that paradox and contradiction. Yeah. And this is what I meant by that. And like, Hearing you say that, maybe. Well, so clear. these words will probably come up again, paradox okay. and contradiction, mm-hmm. when we do an episode right. on shadow work or right. subtle energy or right. or uh, screams from the dark forest. Right. So um, I, wanna, I wanted to make a smooth segue to this, but I'm not sure that there is a smooth To line. the water? To the water. Yeah, I want to go straight to the water straight right now. Straight to the water. We've got right. like 20 minutes left right. of this episode, and yeah. I want to talk a little bit about water right. too, so you Come. begin. Um, well, so Loved by the Water is, it's my Patreon account, it's my it's my link tree, mm-hmm. It's it feels like my compliment to your Susquehanna alchemy. Okay. Um, because I, in the last two years, I've discovered, well, I've realized that I always end up living by the water. Mm-hmm. And um, so doing a lot of life and a lot of love by the water, the Delaware, mm-hmm. tributaries to the Delaware, um, and also like which sites, but that's another thing. Um, and I was born on the Occoquan River. My mother was born on the Susquehanna River. Um, and then I just have this immense affinity for the ocean and the sea um yes yeah. i mean just on a like a being human and what you like to do right. sort of level like you like being in water i my my i was always called a fish like growing up my grandparents and my parents told mm-hmm. me i was a fish mm-hmm. like i if there was an, a body of water nearby mm-hmm. i was in it when mm-hmm. i spent a week at my grandmother's house mm-hmm on the Susquehanna River, mm-hmm. um, she had a pool, and I would be in the pool literally all day until sundown. Right. Um, so just water, not necessarily like natural waterways, although that's what I've preferred right. in my adult life. Right. Um, and then, well, and I'll finish by saying, of the four elements, mm-hmm. air, earth, fire, water, mm-hmm. I definitely have a favorite. Right. And it's water. Right. Um, and, you know, water being a reflection of the feminine, water being related to the goddess and the great mother. Um, as I'm learning astrology with you, also coming into awareness of the waters of the sky mm-hmm. and the Pleiadian realms and just coming into a greater nuance of understanding how water moves and how water is everywhere and how water is available within the air mm-hmm. and how water you know I always describe water as like liquid light but there's this com- there's something like what holds water together on a molecular level is love. it love it's love, love. <laughs> <laughs> it's what holds all the separate pieces together yeah. I mean that's like what air right. is but there's there's a flow in water Mm -hmm. and there's something on the molecular level a magnetism between the hydrogens or something h2o hydrogen and oxygen Uh, hydrogen and oxygen which are air molecules 
and when they're bound together by this mysterious magnetic force, mm-hmm. you get water. Yeah. Yeah. Like two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen like that's yeah i think like i never was really into hopefully chemistry. no molecular scientists are listening to this no, right now <laughs> because it would be like, well, they'd be like those idiots those idiots exactly <laughs> but going with the point you're making um well water it's just uh, i'm gonna okay so I'll, i said i was gonna finish before but there's one more thing um water i mean she just is powerful she'll flow through anything mm-hmm. she'll she'll um, I say she just because it's a, a astrologically and in most most um, root cultural uh, paradigms, water is the feminine. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know of anywhere they say water is masculine, except for like the cosmos being anyway. Um, Poseidon, Neptune. Poseidon, right? But that's the king of. There's right. There's which is different than the water itself. That's uh, the king of the water. But anyway, right, that's right. another. Yeah. Um, maybe this is backtracking a bit, but I wanted to do yes and to, you know, we were kind of like, oh yeah, they're those programs and those like models and they're like, oh, they're so perfect and they're so sexy or they're so, what was the other thing? Anytime we knock something, mm-hmm. I just want to like maybe make a disclaimer that we also are that. Or, like, we also are embodying that. Um, and it's a matter, maybe, of how we prioritize or or, or angle our mm-hmm. frequency. Right. Um, because we're definitely not against sexiness and being sexy. Definitely not. I mean, I don't think we're, we're trying to create softcore porn via the podcast. Or, wait, what's that face? <laughs> um, but... Uh, we want to lead with and we want folks to be attracted to um, inspired by the rawness of the the vibrational mm-hmm. intimacy and find and find sexiness not in not just in form but also in the formless, mm-hmm. which is the vibration they're putting in mm-hmm. their ear, which is a lot like right. flow and water. Authenticity would be my keyword for right. what you're talking about. Like that's if I was knocking anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think you and I, I have found my most, most authentic self when I allow myself to be loved by the water. Mm-hmm. Like I can just shed all the layers mm-hmm. of who I am when I'm in the water mm-hmm. um, and love it back and allow it to love me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, and I'm going to give you the floor to kind of like um, share. I'm going to ask you a question before okay. I, I go into it because it's going to be a little bit, it'll be the direction which I'm going to go for myself. Okay. Um, Wait, I, um, meeting you and learning about the Susquehanna mystery mm-hmm. was like an, an immediate tie in between us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I have been seeing how you are loved by the water mm-hmm. um, in ways that maybe you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. That, like, this mystery, the Susquehanna mm-hmm. mystery chose you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you don't talk about that too much publicly, mm-hmm. but um, I see how you have been loved by the water mm-hmm. in a very different way. Right. Which is not necessarily, like, my, like, sensual, like, mm-hmm. experience of wanting to be immersed in the water mm-hmm. all the time. 
Um, and so that's maybe, I don't know if that's a setup or if you want to ask it a question. It kind of is. I still want to ask a question, okay, but I'm going to go to where you just went. Mm-hmm. Um, you listed all of these different um, like metaphors or, or ways which water is in your life. Yeah. And you did not talk about water as a symbol of emotion feeling oh sure and so how would you say just generally speaking mm-hmm. you are your experience with the emotional world within mm-hmm. yourself or with mm-hmm. other people and so forth like like what's that well the first come what first comes to mind is that um hmm well what would be ideal is that one's emotional body would would um, be balanced in the elements that you would have access to alchemically kind of move whatever energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I perceive energy and motion to be a lot like water having its way, mm-hmm. like water being able to move upon the earth and shape the land, mm-hmm. water being able to come in and cool the fire um, or be contained and held back if the fire needs to, mm-hmm. um, or stop raining, right. you know, like, and allow the fire to burn, or, um, like, air becoming, becoming mist or vapor, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I guess, well, did you have something in mind that you could direct me more? Well, I'll go in, let me go and talk about okay. what my, my relationship with water and, and how I would have how I'm going to answer the same okay, thing you ahead. did, and then it might be a little bit more clear. Yeah. Um, so, generally speaking, I think I have a much more complex relationship with water. Mm. Uh, like I think it's true for all people. Like all people, like who doesn't want to have an ocean view? Who doesn't mm-hmm. want to have mm-hmm. a water view? Like that's like like there's a. There, there are levels of how far someone will go. Like, there's some people who are like, I have to live by the water, but everyone, mm. everyone likes that. And so I certainly like the water. I love going to the beach. Um, but I really don't like to get wet often. Like, like <laughs> if you go and you think about the continuum of water experiences, uh-huh. like, water is... And the human being meeting water in, like, a physical level, like... Water is only really comfortable in like maybe 5% of its expression at a certain temperature range (laughs) and a certain calmness, right? Uh, The majority of water is uncomfortable. For the humans. Right, like uh, just physical. This water is too cold. This water is too rough. It's too, you know, all all of this sort of stuff. Uh So now going back to like water being all of those things, whether Uh it's like the symbol of like the great mother, we could say. Or just like our own emotional inner world. Mm -hmm. It's like 85% of it, you know, is uncomfortable. Um, On a certain level, like, I'm uncommonly watery. Mm. Right? Like, if you know me as just like a human being, like, there's a thing which just how I relate to people. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, like, you know, whatever it is that makes a human being, like, not necessarily watery, like, weepy, but there's there's something about me and emotion and depth, which I know about within myself, where, like, it's natural. Moon in the 12th house. But it's also, there's this other thing about me where I'm really uncomfortable with it. 
like that's a contradiction oh with water with water right both like emotional water and physical Uh water like Uh it's all the same so like this seemingly contradiction i have with with water like Mm. where it is so profound within my experience Mm -hmm. while at the same time i'm so like you're like oh i'm a fish i'm in the water like Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't want to be in the swimming pool for that long like i don't like chlorine on me it's like the water's not like like i've got like a lot of things a lot of checklists that if it doesn't meet my checklist <laughs> like I'm not gonna do it uh-huh. so I talk uh, I made reference to this earlier about like you know our like how we go about life differently mm-hmm. and how like if I was less mature like I wouldn't have been able to do it so <laughs> part of this past year on a literal sense is just me being comfortable in cold water. Mm. Like, think about it. Like, you know, certain sort of things. And me comfortable with, like, deep emotion and, like, mm. like feeling into it. Mm-hmm. And so I want to bring this back. Like, like, I'm not talking about so much, like, right now about me with, like, my emotional journey of the past year. Uh-huh. I want to talk about this, about me in a general in the general sense of what the phrase loved by the water means. Mm, mm-hmm. And like, mm. loved by the water doesn't mean like, oh, I get to go and sit in a hot spring. Everyone <laughs> loves that. Like, I'm like, no, I'm gonna go sit in the cold. I'm gonna go sit in the uncomfortable yeah. and it's gonna be okay. And in fact, that's probably gonna do me well yeah. in a way, even though, um, even though it's not comfortable. Uh-huh. Um, and so, for me and and the last thing is and and i appreciate i appreciated that you said you say this because you're right i'll never talk this way but um if if i am there have been times that i've sat with myself in solitude and quiet i'm like you know why is it that the susquehanna mystery was the most like it like it showed itself for me yeah it showed like it was so obvious you couldn't mic- miss it. It's like the goddess like spread her legs for you. Totally. <laughs> Just throw some eroticism in here. But but that's what happened, and so like recognizing like just you know this is me just like seeing within myself now is like part of this relationship I have with the water. Mm-hmm. Mm. being uncomfortable with it but also being it entirely like there there's there's a thing there so when you told me you wanted to do this podcast with me and you're like it's called love by the water we're gonna talk about this and like there's part of me initially which is like i prefer to keep up my 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 layer Mm -hmm. and only show so much of myself or the parts of myself which Mm -hmm. i'm willing to show on my podcasts but I also know within the truth of my own experience, like there's something which has been immensely serving me of being learning to be comfortable in uncomfortable waters. Mm-hmm. So I hope to go in deeper with that yeah. throughout our time on this on this and journey together. Maybe we'll end the last five minutes with a a deeply personal note. Okay. Uh um oh what did you just say that I wanted to reflect back the contradiction of like oh I'm gonna hold up a lot of the last year has been 
a mantra for you is like I'm gonna hold that protection around mm-hmm. myself I'm gonna like you know people are only allowed to see this much of me and the rest has to be earned or whatever I mean there's right. been different we'll get into that maybe in another episode I don't know if you want to well go on we have a there's a there's an interesting uh, an array of availability of of themes between us that we can that we can get into um and it'll be a learning journey for us as well but um you you so you've said that and like your reaction to doing a Mike and Christy podcast was as you described um but then I also see in you and not so explicitly verbally stated as much as when I see you feeling the most complete in yourself, the happiest, the most grounded, the most present, the most um, joy-filled, deeply moved uh, version of yourself is you being a father to your two boys and how almost no one in the world gets to see that except for your two boys and me when they're around. Um, and I wouldn't, I don't know who wouldn't want to feel the way you feel around your boys more often Hmm. than not. And so I I hear and see someone in the deep forest of your being calling out and saying, hey, I want to play in the field. And so that's maybe what part of my invitation to you to do this podcast with me okay is to invite like the father the father archetype in you to be more vulnerable and available and visibly present okay true true facts facts <laughs> any, any like watery reflections on that um, you got one minute I've got one minute well I think we should uh, we've got a minute left so let's let's kind of wrap up mm-hmm. uh, this is going to be an interesting adventure I mean we didn't even talk about the adventure we are in life uh, but it's very much the life mm. which we have chosen mm-hmm. has chosen us is going to have to be a, you know, be mm-hmm. like water, like yeah. go with the flow. Go with the flow, the Taoist. Yeah, and yeah. so. Yeah. To the to the listeners. Um, Welcome on the flow with us. Yeah. As you are also loved by the water. Yeah. Yeah. Until the next time. Yep. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs>